Hello and welcome to The Tree Shall Make Ye Fret, a podcast in which we're usually reading and recapping every book from Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, one last time in chronological order. I'm Joanna Hagen. And I'm Francine Carroll. And this is a little bonus episode about what we did on our holidays. Because we've been not doing the podcast for a month. Yes, I missed it. We didn't it. actually go on holiday then. No, not really. I kind of went did. away for a couple of days. I did go away for a couple of days. That was fun. I'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'll get to that. Uh, notes on spoilers. We uh, are a spoiler light podcast for the Discworld. Assume no spoilers for any Discworld books in this podcast. And of course, we're saving in any and all discussion of the final Discworld novel, The Shepherd's Crown, until we get there. So you, dear listener, can come on the journey with us. On a horribly understaffed, easy debt flight, delayed by several hours. Yeah. A very untimely reference to the start of the summer. But I forgot I had to come up with something. <laughs> My sister's been on holiday this week and like the entire two days leading up to actually getting on the flight, she was like, it's not going to happen. It's going to get cancelled. It's going to get delayed for eight hours. And I'm going to be stuck in an airport with a, with a seven-year-old. What's going to happen? I take it that's fine. It was all fine. I, yeah. I, did, well, I was like texting her like, please tell me when you're in Spain. I really need to know that you're in Spain and comfortable. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah. So um, we are also going to talk about some TV stuff, but I promise I'm not going to spoiler any thing for that either if she does i can't be bothered to write it properly so that's just gonna be like a two minute long bleep yeah cool that's a completely logical way to do things uh i have a quick little bit of follow-up i wanted to get this email in before i forgot mm-hmm. uh this is in reference to the fifth elephant uh steph emailed us steph also emailed us uh i don't think we this made it into the final recording but what The email came in when we were literally halfway through recording part three of The Truth. And Steph, it suddenly occurred to Steph, what if in Jingo, the other Vimes could hear what was happening through the disorganizer? It did. Oh, it did. Sorry, I can't remember. I I remember the horror in our voices as as I edited it. Oh, okay. Excellent. As long as that one made it in, (laughs) I'm very glad. Uh, But this email, this email is about the fifth elephant. Uh, Steph says, hello again. Have you ever heard of the Mad Mad Mitfords? Six posh sisters and one brother born absurdly posh in the early 20th century and frequently in the news for shenanigans and or extreme politics. Ooh, and or. One of them married fascist leader Oswald Mosley with Hitler as guest of honour at the wedding. Yeah, (laughs) Another one was a communist. Here's a quote from a present day journalist about the sisters. Diana the fascist, Jessica the communist, Unity the Hitler lover, Nancy the novelist, Deborah the duchess and Pamela the unobtrusive poultry connoisseur. During their childhoods, their father apparently during their childhoods, their father apparently hunted them with dogs for funsies because British aristocracy, am I right? Uh, the oh. werewolf connection <laughs> may be apparent already, but in case you need some actual evidence, look on page 372 of the Corgi edition, where Angra greets several of the werewolf pack in her family's castle. Hello, Uncle Ulf, Uncle Aunt Hilda, Magwin, Nancy, Unity, the pack's all here then. Could this be the obscurest finial in the book? Ooh. So, Ooh. absolute delight, because I would never have spotted that reference. I hadn't no. heard of the Mitfords. Good also, uh, extra bonus castle snacks and albatrosses to Steph for finishing the email with dashing through the snow, werewolves on my trail, through the woods we go, hit them with a pail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. 10 out of 10. Very good email. Absolutely. Uh, so 
as we're a Terry Pratchett podcast and oh, yeah. Neil Gaiman is very Pratchett adjacent, I feel like we should probably acknowledge that Sandman has happened. It has, and I've watched a whole episode of it. Yes, yeah, so I'm curious, based on watching just episode one, like how do you feel about actually watching the rest of the show? Trepidatious. Um, not because I don't think it'll be good, I do, but because it's quite uh I don't know, violent, I guess, and the long episodes and uh I don't know. I need to be in the right mood to watch something like that. It was extremely good and beautiful and I yeah, expect you- I'll enjoy it very much but um you're not a big fan of on-screen violence are you yeah I can see I I can get past it quite easily but um it's just like I almost I watch tv almost always when I'm eating I hardly ever watch it outside of that so yeah it's yeah (laughs) no I had to carefully time my Sandman watches around not eating yeah Um, what, what, what do you think of it you've got more of a and you've read the comic books and everything so so I have read the comics but a really long time ago and I don't really remember much of them. That's not okay. to say they're not memorable. I'm a bad at reading comics. I like tend to skim through dialogue and not take everything in. Mm. Um, that's more of a personal failing than me thinking comics are bad. Um, if I get hold I, of them, do you want to borrow them? Yes, absolutely. Because I want to see the... Uh, yeah, I want to. Having seen the episode, I would like to see the drawings. Yes, I uh, the artwork is amazing. The two bits from the comics I remember the most are also my two favorite episodes. Well, three bits technically. They make up my two favorite episodes of Sandman five and six. Um, episode five is the twenty four hour diner episode, and I remember that being an incredible comic. It's it's very bossle episode. Um, it's very dark, but it's also mm-hmm. David Thewlis doing the most, and I love him. He's got such an incredible voice. He was um, Lupin in Harry Potter. That's probably oh, the easiest. Um, and then bonus episode came out, didn't it? I yeah, so very happy Twitter people. I'm, I watched the bonus episode like just a couple of days ago. I, I was really annoyed because it dropped like while I was on on the train to to the Discord con. I decided <laughs> not to take my laptop with me, so I enough to squeeze it into my backpack. And I was like, I could have been watching this on the train. You got your phone. I'm not going to watch it. Not sorry, no, no, no. no. It's they're very good though. They're very good. Arthur Davil playing Dark is nice because I haven't seen him in much other than Doctor Who. He was uh, Rory. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. The 24-hour diner episode was amazing. And then the following episode, episode six, is um, A has like, if you've only seen like one panel from Sandman, it's probably this one. It's the death and Morpheus on a bench talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman playing death, I can't remember the actress's name now, but she's fantastic. Cool. She's like so warm and brings everything to the character. It's really lovely to watch. Yeah. It did also make me laugh. I saw someone tweet, like, I live near that bench in Richmond. It's just, you're not going to be able to see it for goths. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like you still can't really walk through a particular duck pond in London without seeing Aziraphale and Crowley cosplayers. I bet. I bet. Hold on, Which, admittedly, on. I realised I'm going to be near that pond when I go to London in a few weeks, and uh, I will probably go wander through that park. But also because it's a very pretty park to wander through. Um, I am curious, like, okay, so two things. One, the episode that, the bonus episode that came out. Abby episode Howell 11. Baptiste, sorry. Thank you. Is that uh, the actress who plays Death? Yes. Yeah. Um, also, just shout out Mason Alexander-Park as Desire. He literally just tweeted Neil Gaiman and was like, hey, have you cast this part yet? I want to audition. And he was like, here's the casting thing. And then they got the part and they're incredible as, as Desire. Oh, cool. And obviously, shoot your shot, kids. Yeah. (laughs) 
obviously Gwendolyn Christie is amazing as Lucifer as well. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie playing Lucifer is just a fucking done. Like, can we not? It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am curious. So the, the bonus episode kind of got leaked a bit because Trixie and Katya had who. Uh, two drag queens who host like a, a, a pop culture and stuff YouTube well it's not a YouTube show it's on WoW Presents and stuff mm-hmm. but they had somehow in I guess they got some Sandman screeners and got that bonus episode in there so they accidentally leaked it which oh. was just not on my 2022 bingo card uh, yeah but uh, so I don't know if it got released so early I think it was originally planned to be released like a year year on or something and probably to drum up hype for season two if they, if they get a season two, which I can't imagine they won't. Um, it's been pretty fucking well received, hasn't it? So Yeah. But yeah, one thing that uh, I'm not a fan of, it's a really good adaptation. Um, like it's incredibly, you know, deeply close to the comics and in love with its source material. And that helps because Neil Gaiman's working on it. But like just as a TV show, I don't think it's very well structured, which is fine because it's based on certain comics. So they're doing like these first five episodes of these vol- is this mm-hmm. volume and there's this kind of in-between episode and then it goes into the Dollhouse storyline. So I get why it's shaped like that, but it's not shaped like a season of television. Right. I was going to say, do you mean as a whole season or within the episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the episodes themselves are all really well constructed and well written. Yeah. But it's like, uh, obviously, you've only seen season one so far. It sets it up as a show that like anyone who's ever interacted with Sandman will go, yeah, this is fucking great. I love it. And mm. Charles Dance is in it. And who can yeah. resist Charles Dance existing? But it doesn't feel like a hugely compelling, like, now I'm desperate to jump into the rest of the series if you're not already a bit of a Neil Gaiman fan or a bit of a Sandman fan. Right. It's not left on like a cliffhanger or anything or... No, I don't. Well, I don't feel like it is. I mean, there's obvi- it's obviously left, and there there's lots more story to come. Yeah, like there's lots of things left open. But yeah, it doesn't feel very TV show shaped to me, which is fine. It's it's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Again, yeah. like it's a each, really... each episode more like a self-contained arc rather than yeah, somewhat. Which is yeah. which is good. I yeah. don't mind that. But yeah, just as a like from because it's two big arcs put together into one season. Yes. Yeah. I think that's kind of a weird vibe to it, which I'm just, I'm used to adaptations focusing on being like a TV show mm. first and an adaptation second. So seeing it that way around is interesting, whether it's yeah. good or bad, I don't know. When I finished it, I'll read some more reviews <laughs> and see how many people agree. I mean, I, I will also know whether I agree or not with you, but I doubt I'll have a strong opinion. So <laughs> I'll adopt somebody's. If you want mine... It's free for the taking. I do like having <laughs> opinions. Uh, did you love all of the costuming, all of the, you know, the aesthetics? Oh, yeah. The only aesthetic I criticise is Joanna Constantine. I know she's not John Constantine. It's a totally different character. It's more like a descendant. But it's very much, uh, this is either episode three or four. It's Jenna Coleman, who I love playing her. But John Constantine is like a very grimy character. And it would have, okay. like... I would have just enjoyed her being a bit dirtier. She's in like a white, like Dorothy Perkins wool coat. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yep. It stood up, stood out as like incredibly bland against everything else that was going on. <sighs> That's okay. probably the only thing like I criticize costume wise. Everything else is gorgeous. It's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to look at. Yes. Yes, it is. And occasionally gore and teeth eyes. Mm. 
Yeah, you can understand why I've been kind of worried about watching it while eating after that yeah, no, episode. That's not really that's that's not really your cup of tea. <laughs> I'm I'm really weird about things like to do with eyes. Yeah. Like do you remember after I'd watched Event Horizon, didn't like that. Yeah, I know yeah. that's fine. <laughs> anyway, um Speaking of not having my laptop at the Discord Con, I went to the Discord Con last weekend. You did. You did. You went uh to Birmingham. I went to Birmingham. Uh, I feel like this is a good point for helicopter and loincloth watch. I did see a fair few loincloths, not many helicopters, weirdly. Well, you were inside. And we were inside. That is very true. Um, you saw loincloths, though, did you? Uh, there were some amazing costumes. Like... You're telling me you didn't get decent footage from the weekend? <laughs> no, because I was mostly... Uh, so I went basically to help Mark Burroughs out selling his book. So I did spend most of it sat behind a table in the dealer room. You're trying to, to remember his book now, works. otherwise we'll be accused of being colluders or something <laughs> i just keep explaining <laughs> people propaganda spreading terry pratchett's history let's <laughs> <laughs> keep explaining to people like i read the book before we became friends so i'm not biased when i say it's good <laughs> um but yeah no it was really fun like i said costumes amazing i saw a couple of incredible conan the barbarians i saw someone do full death complete with blue leds in their mask twinkle twinkle um, my costumes, by comparison, were very hastily thrown together from stuff I already had lying around because I couldn't hastily, do anything. Hastily, eh? Hastily. <laughs> hastily. I sprained my ankle the week before the con, mm-hmm. so I couldn't do any sewing, which also meant I probably didn't get you to get do it. Any... What? You sprained your ankle so you couldn't do any sewing? Well, yeah, because I can't stand up for long enough to be like cutting and measuring. Oh, you've and... got the big bench, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sewing requires a lot of being on my feet. That's I like see. how I kept fit during lockdown. I see. So yeah, that wasn't really an option, but I still had a lot of fun. Um, It was an interesting experience because I've never been to a Discord con before. Uh, I met lots of really lovely people, which hello, if anyone is listening that found me through the con or just I met at the con. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. (laughs) Karen is an older friend who also listens to the show, who I was very delighted to bump into at the convention. Cool. Yeah. Did you meet many people who listen to the show? Uh, no, I didn't meet many listeners, but I've told lots of people about us. So, okay, uh, good. Hopefully yeah. that'll Hi, change. new listeners. Hi. Hi, new listeners. <laughs> this is a weird hopefully. episode for you to start with. But, uh... Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it was you super next fun. month. You still didn't tell us the page numbers. I'm going to do that at the end. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> that'll be part of the outro. I see. Joanna, we started the podcast again because Joanna, after like two seconds, not after a while, because Joanna had left the book in the other room and she wanted to do the page numbers. I thought you meant you were going to do it in the intro. No, <laughs> outro. That's where I do page numbers. Anyway, yeah, sorry, this work on. It was fun. Uh, I met Colin Smythe, which was very exciting. What's he like? Very, Colin very. Smythe, dear listeners, in case we don't know, was the uh, publisher for Terry Pratchett. And has a fantastic archive of reviews and things, which I thanked him for on your behalf. Oh, good. Thank you. He was yes. inc- incredibly lovely and very polite. Uh, I also got to meet Rob Wilkins because he came and did a surprise uh, surprise appearance and had a chat with Mark about their respective Pratchett biographies because Rob's is coming out next month. Yes, yes, yes. A oh. Life with Footnotes will be available in September from all good book retailers. And some of the bad ones. And some of the terrible ones, but get it from a nice one. Yeah, why not? Get it from a nice one. Treat yourself. <laughs> I think Waterstones have got some Going kind of... somewhere with carpet. <laughs> Yes, yes, go into a bookshop if you can. It'll be fun. Actually, I don't think has carpet, but you know. <laughs> does it? I feel like it has carpet. Yeah, no, it does, doesn't it? Ours does, yeah. We've got yeah. quite an old building that does. It used to be Otterkers. Yes, oh, slightly, I Otterkers. 
slightly nostalgic British listener uh, <laughs> niche reference there. Sorry. <laughs> yes. So meeting Rob was very exciting. And like I said, his book's coming out. Um, for anyone who was there, much laughter at the phrase polished chickens, which I won't explain because it'll stop being funny. Great. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'll throw a little con in joke in there. I feel bad though because combination of like I was semi-working and I was in pain from sprained ankle meant I didn't really get to engage in all of the con stuff and I was also just a grumpy cow for some of it. Good. (laughs) Well, like um, we did the gala dinner thing and the pre-sort of dinner entertainment guy was um, Thomas Benjamin Wild Esquire who's the I've Got No Fucks To Give guy, that song that went viral like last year. He plays a ukulele and sings I've Got No Fucks To Give. It's quite funny. And like on other days, I would have probably quite enjoyed that, but I was just stuck on a walking stick in a tight dress and I was like, I I can't be in the room with a ukulele and someone shouting (laughs) bizarre. I'm sorry, dude. Everyone else is really enjoying it. I'm going to find a smoking area. (laughs) You own a ukulele. I've seen it. Yeah, but I never pl- I've played it on the podcast. I can't. <laughs> it's fine. I don't play it. It's just for display. That's less wanky. <laughs> it's not even on display. It's like hidden in a corner. It's my shame ukulele. <laughs> Title. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Coughed at the same time. Right. <laughs> if I say I'm like I'm being slightly unkind to Joanna, it's because I am, because I'm very envious of her going and then not enjoying it. I- I did enjoy some of the stuff. Um, it was it was a slightly weird vibe though. Like there was less Terry Pratchetty stuff than I was expecting. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, I only made it to one of the panels I wanted to go to because uh, one of the the diversity on Discord panel I couldn't go to because Mark was on it, so I had to manage his book table. Sure. Um, also, did anyone record these panels? No, they they keep everything right in house at it. Like I went to a panel that seemed really interesting. It was about the necessity of evil in storytelling, and it Ooh. was uh, Ben Aranovich and Jodie Taylor. Who's oh, you did get to see that one. There. Yes, I did manage Good. to see that one. Oh, I'm glad. But it was very weird. Like none of the writers really like brought up Terry Pratchett, which I, I know that they're, they're not Terry Pratchett. Yeah. But I would have thought at a disco convention, like there's so much there you could talk about. Mm, for sure, yeah. So uh, stuff like, and also like. Terry Pratchett didn't get mentioned in the closing ceremony. Yeah. Which again, I just thought was like, isn't that kind of a bit why we're all here? Yeah. Really. But for all that, it was fun. It was a really friendly space. It was a really queer friendly space as well, which was Good. just really nice to be around. Good. Proper lose and everything. Proper lose. I could be outwardly say I was non binary and people yeah. would not assume that I still go by she, which I know I still do a lot, but yeah, it's, it's nice. nice. <laughs> Oh, and we've ended up, uh, there were also a couple of late, night, late nights, nerds can drink, who knew? Yeah, well. <laughs> so playing werewolf is very fun. It was like the Sunday night. Ooh, I'd gone that? It's um, this great little card game. I guess it's a bit of a tradition to play it at the concert. Again, it was my first one. Uh-huh. Um, but we end up playing it in the bar and it's like everyone gets like a face down card. Some people are villagers, some people are werewolves. It's the best game I've ever played that involves lynching. Um, you all argue around the table about why someone should have to die first, which was not the game to be playing while wearing a red shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but awesome. I did survive Good. that one. That was really Good. fun. But that right. was that was the Sunday night where it was very much like, uh, oh, it's 2 a.m. Okay, definitely bedtime because Monday traveling. And then someone came in and was like, oh, we've set up someone's now TV with a projector. We're going to watch the House of the Dragon now. Do you want to? Like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to go and watch that and then have a lot of loud drunk opinions about it for an hour afterwards. 
Oh, you should have called. Me. No, you shouldn't. It was two AM. You should. I, I would have liked to hear your loud drunk opinions. <laughs> I watched it again um, because I was going to start some discussion threads in our subreddit, and I thought I'm going to watch it again and see if my opinions are the same. You know, watching it not at two in the morning after a few gin and tonics, and uh, no, no, they haven't changed all that much. Okay, it turns right, out. Yeah. I thought. I thought so. Gen- generally, your your TV opinions are still very coherent after a few gin and tonics. They're just louder. Hmm. Um, yeah, so speaking of TV Before I stuff, get all my TV opinions, listeners. Although I'm not always after gin, ton- gin tonics on Joanna's behalf anymore because uh, you do drink rather fewer of them than you did when we were both in off hub days. <laughs> Slightly. I can't afford to drink that many of them anymore. In this economy. <laughs> gin and tonic in this economy. Alcohol jackets may feel real, listeners, but they are not. Truth heating. Yes. Oh. No. <laughs> All right, no, talk about you know what, no, we're not, you know, listeners, this is a conscious effort. I think we're not going to talk about the fucking shit news around everywhere at the moment because it's a holidays episode. But if you are struggling, we are sympathetic we see you and, and we, yeah. we we love you all. And you know, feel free, write in, complain, gripe, gripe, gripe on the as much as you'd yeah. like. Yeah. Um, uh, but happy things. But. Tell me, tell me, tell me about the House of the Dragon. Okay, okay. I don't have now TV. Yes. Uh, spoiler-free review. If you want my spoiler-filled review, I was procrastinating, so I wrote a whole essay on it and posted it in the subreddit. I did not edit that essay, so I have no idea. I could, I could see that, yes. <laughs> Look, I'd procrastinated enough by writing nearly a thousand words on it. I wasn't going to procrastinate more by editing. Oh, which I can tell listeners what, I'm procrast- what I was procrastinating. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we do television, actually, Joanna, um, a, a notable precursor to television uh, was, was books. So, <laughs> yes, yes. So, and now, have you got any news related to books so that we do this in the right order? <laughs> um, actually, to be fair, books sometimes are now written about television. Gosh, a double segue. <laughs> a double segue, which these two, I can now properly announce because I, I've signed a contract and everything that uh, I'm writing a book, Friends and the Golden Age of American Sitcom. Uh, I have no idea what the release date will be because I haven't written the fuck it yet. But she started and I've read some and it's good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So early 2024, you will probably hear me bang on about it on the podcast because I'll be begging you all to pre-order it so I look good. Are we still doing the podcast by 2024? Yes. Did we work out the end date of this yet? Uh, That's on our to-do list. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We'll talk to you about that after while we're not recording. To-do list, write book, finish spreadsheet. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) The spreadsheet will never die, Francie. (laughs) <laughs> the spreadsheet is a term on it. <laughs> so yes, yes, a book mm, is yeah, coming. So a book is coming. Book, book, book. Uh, and and it's it's what's it called? Friends era. Friends in the golden age of American sitcom. <laughs> yes, cool. And it's gonna cover like it's using like Friends as like a framework, isn't it? For for lots of yeah, cool it's stuff gonna be like a, yeah. a season by season breakdown, not just looking at Friends, but then looking at everything else that was happening in TV around it, the other sitcoms that were around, and what it did to the sitcom landscape. Mm. All the stuff I really love talking about because I really love talking about telly. You do. Uh, so the, the, we have quite a lot of readers, of a, uh, readers, listeners of a writing persuasion. I think. Um, yes. T- tell what, what's, what's it been like to start writing a book? Are you enjoying the process? Are you uh, it's kind of intimidating because I wrote a, a full, a full, very well researched, if I say so myself, sample chapter to uh, as part of the book proposal to get the book deal, and then they went yes, absolutely, and and then we went back and forth and agreed on a deadline. 
And then suddenly I went, oh God, there's a deadline. I've actually got to write an entire fucking book. Uh, so it kind of very quickly went from exciting to terrifying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but now very I've actually... together on the spectrum, those emotions, yeah. yeah. But now I've actually cracked on with it. I've scheduled everything I need to do for the next uh, slightly less than a year. My deadline's the end of July. Um, and I now I know what I need to do to write the book. And I've started on the next... Because the sample chapter was chapter two, which is centred around season one of Friends. Uh, so now I'm cracking on with it. It's it's less intimidating and now incredibly exciting because I get to have opinions for seventy thousand words. Yay! I'm trying not to think I'm about very, that word count very, too much. Very proud of you with your I'm, with your book I, deal. I'm very excited. I can't believe I got a book deal. It's very cool. It is very it cool is. and good. And uh, as soon as I know when it's coming out, listeners, you will also know because I won't shut up about it. I'm going to be really obnoxious. <laughs> That's okay. You're allowed. I think I'm like that. The authors are known for it. Yes. That's not fair. That's not fair. No. Sorry to any authors <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> um, yeah, so quick TV opinions because we are in content Mageddon right now. Uh, House of the Dragon. Libfix. Sorry. <laughs> Libfix. <laughs> Throw a Libfix in there. Because well I dragons. 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 House Houses of the Dragon. Them. Houses full of them. My spoiler free review is that. Uh, there this is, is a really Game of Thrones prequel, right? Yes, this is set about 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Uh, 172, to be very precise. Um, and it is a te- the build-up to... The first season is going to be the build-up to The Dance of Dragons, the big Targaryen civil war. Mm. Um, which is fun. It is an interest, promisingly interesting story. Good. And there's lots of lore with an R stuff, and you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. But it's not very well told in the first episode. There's just there's <laughs> so much it really needs like that episode could have been two, maybe three episodes. Everything just needs a lot of room to breathe that I don't think it's getting. Is it a weekly release type thing? Yeah. So I think it's promising, but I, I think what the story that they're trying to fit into the first season would have even been better spread over two seasons, potentially. Um, but I don't know what they're going to put in the rest of the episodes and maybe that's just a very problem with the opening episode thing it's definitely made for people who have like read or seen Game of Thrones like it, I wouldn't say it's one for newbie fans to start with so that's, I've read the books but obviously they don't go as far in the story as the TV series do do you reckon it'll still I think you'll still enjoy it yeah. George R. R. Martin is also a lot more involved in this and he yeah. wasn't really involved with the later seasons of Game of Thrones so I think it's going to build towards more the book law than the tv show law okay cool um there's a big like law reveal at the end of the first episode which i won't spoil what the reveal is but i think it would have been better left as a mystery for an episode or so just because fans would have been rabid about oh what does it mean what was he gonna say <gasps> there's a particular prop he's got his hand on and is that meaningful and uh, i see i see i love me a reveal i'll probably enjoy it fine <laughs> It's I have good, little to no uh, delayed gratification. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's got the potential to be a good show. I'm excited about it. Uh, Matt Smith is, despite the fact he's wearing the stupidest fucking wig, he is amazing in it. What is he? He's a Daemon Targaryen. Oh. One of the contenders for the Iron Throne, because it's all about who gets to sit on the big spiky chair. Mm, spiky chair. Big spiky chair. Um cool. Quickly, other TV stuff also very helped for uh, very much enjoying She Hulk, which is two episodes in and just a fucking delight. Good. 
I say it's one of the most like accessible TV shows Marvel has done. You don't need a whole bunch of context for other Marvel shows. It's just a really silly, fun show with a big green woman. That's nice. That sounds terrible to me, but I can see why people would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also just stupidly hyped for Rings of Power, which is coming out yeah, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. Let's get promo. Wait. Did, you, did I send you the yes, video yeah. about the promo art? Yeah, I thought that was quite yeah. cool. Yeah, it's based, incredible. Based on different art styles. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and Dwarves is kind of more art deco and Elves is more art nouveau. It's yeah. very exciting. Um, also, like I was mildly stressed because this is the third podcast we've recorded in two days because yeah. we uh, did a fun little guest spot on someone else's, which we'll tell you about when we can. Um. But then I've been listening to the Ringiverse, which is like the Ringer's like Nexus feed for all things fandom, and Joanna Robinson's pod doing like eight podcasts a week to cover all this stuff. So I feel like I'm never going to complain about recording three episodes in two days. Yeah, I mean, all of these have been incredibly low stress ones for you, I must say. Absolutely, yes. There is no work <laughs> has gone into any of this for me. But yeah, so if you're into podcast coverage and that kind of nerdy thing, as I will never convince Francine to do a TV podcast with me, go check out Ring of Us, House of Art. They're doing good stuff. Yeah, and uh, apply to be Joanna's co-host for that. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't take her away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I can do both. I can multitask. <laughs> uh, speaking of podcasts, what have you been listening to? Oh, yeah. So I'm shared TV. Um, as you know, I've been... Uh, as I said to Joanna, I, I player, BBC iPlayer have put up all of the QIs. So that's taken up most of my TV time. Um, I've been slowly watching Severance, but I won't talk about that yet because I'm not ready. Uh, <laughs> I'm processed. Um, but, that is um, on my to watch list when I finish. Oh, I really loved Seven. Mythic Quest. Uh, that was Yay! recommended at the end of our last thing, wasn't it? And it was so good. Um, I didn't realize there were only two seasons. When I start watching anything American, I assume there's going to be about 20 seasons with 20 episodes a piece. So always a bit distressing. Um, but very good, very cool, very funny. Looking forward to more of that if it happens. Uh, yeah, there is another season coming. I'm cool. very excited. Um, but yeah, so instead I've been, as usual, listening to lots of podcasts, especially because um, Jack, as I said, got me like an iPad for my birthday. So I've just been Podcast, learning to draw to on and procreate and listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, I have been listening, as always, to Omnibus, and you finally have been joining me in doing so. Yes, I'm Not really like enjoying it. we joint listening parties, that's weird, but <laughs> just, probably if we were still in quarantine, that wouldn't be a bad idea, but we didn't do that. Uh, no. but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the French Mother Sources episode you sent me that got me into it. I know I how to get Joanna's interest, and it's food sauce. Yes, <laughs> do like a bit of sauce. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Omnibus, I must have talked about a million times on the podcast before, but it um, covers any fucking subject they can get their hands on. The, the conceit is that they're talking to a race of futurelings many centuries in the future, the sentient squid or whatever, and they're explaining <laughs> 20th and slightly before century esoterica. And, uh, oh, it's fun. It's century, I suppose we're a while in there now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then... Uh, other things that I love that Joanna's finally listening to, uh, Magnus Archives has scared me shitless. Very into the Magnus Archives. Now I listened to like an hour and a half of it while on the train to Birmingham, which mm-hmm. was an experience. Are you also um, in love with John Simmons? Yeah, very much. Do so. I mean is he John Sims? Sims, sorry, Sims. But not that John Sims. Yeah, Jonathan Sims. Jonathan not, Sims. Jonathan Sims. Not the guy who was John Sim who played the master in Doctor Who in the David Tennant era. No. Lots the same guy. Was he cute? I seem to remember he was cute. Yeah, he was kind of hot. Yeah. 
Uh, but um, anyway, but, sorry, John says, yeah, no, but hell of a Very voice. Much. <laughs> hell of a voice, which is why I've been listening to the Magnus Archives to get to sleep, yeah. which is kind of counterintuitive because it's also all very horrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was I was referring specifically when I said you were scared half to death by the time you left your speaker on in the other room. Oh, yeah. No, so I got into bed, forgot my phone was still connected to my Bluetooth speaker and just uh, something to do with spider exact got shouted very loudly from my kitchen. <laughs> Perfect for the arachnophobe near you. <laughs> what else have you been uh, listening to? I've been listening to a lot of uh, In Our Time, which is the Radio 4 show, and another that I fucking I love esoteric podcasts. I love them, love them. That's why I'm constantly shoehorning trivia into the show. Uh, <laughs> but In Our Time is a Radio 4 show, which again just covers every subject it can, but it always has expert guests on. Uh, Melvin. Bragg is the host, and I find him particularly fantastic. Well, A, because he's just curious about and seemingly knowledgeable about everything, and he's just a very good interviewer, but also because he always opens the show with like a no preamble. So it'll be uh, something like, hello, if you could hear bats flying through the sky, you would be deafened. Here are our guests. (laughs) Amazing. It's just, uh, yeah, it's so good. Um, That's as far away from our podcast as you could get. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, anyone who's in, still listening to us despite hating the tangents, in our time, very good. Although, obviously, not very Terry Pratchett. recapping Pratchett. <laughs> they are quite different uh, quite different shows, I suppose. Yes. Uh, I've also been enjoying the content mines, although they've been on holiday this summer, so they've just uh, put up a few uh, bonus episodes. They've called it uh, Dead Platform Summer and had little, little short bonus episodes on stuff like MySpace and Vine, which were very... Oh, cool good for the uh the nostalgic millennial in us um but the content minds i don't know if i've mentioned on the show before just talks about internet-y things um like internet culture things uh, nice. one of the co-hosts is was also a co-host of internet explorer oh um, cool. which was one of my very favorite podcasts very 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 funny still recommend it even though it ended a while ago now um and yeah just lots of very funny cultural bits um, I've also been uh, No Such Thing as a Fish launched a Patreon. So oh, cool. I've been listening to that. They've got some bonus content. That's very cool. Tying that back in with the TV, actually, I realized watching the early seasons of QI again, because obviously No Such Thing as a Fish is hosted by some of the writers for QI. Yeah. And I'm just fucking rattling off the answers in old series of QI, and it makes me feel like a goddamn genius. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, less hyperbolically does make me a bit reassured that I've remembered somewhere in my head quite a lot of the facts that I've heard because I would like if somebody says, "Oh, it's a cool fact you've learned from that show." I'm like, uh, "What? No, I don't." What? <laughs> <laughs> but if you prompt me specifically, I'm it. Nice, uh, which is nice. Um, 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 and what else we got? What else we got? What do Bedrock I like? USA. Bedrock USA. Yeah, which is um, a completely separate thing. Obviously, completely separate. Very different in that it is a uh, a documentary series that talks about extremism in small town USA, USA, and like political divide. And it talks about one town that ended up with a QAnon supporting mayor, and uh, another town that kind of had this right wing coup of the local government. Very interesting, cool, depressing. Obviously, so you know, time it well. Yeah, listen at your own mental health risk. And I've just started listening to a podcast called Black Box Down, which is all about air disasters. Oh, that'll uh, help you sleep. Well, you know, I, there's no way of saying this doesn't make me sound like a psychopath. You know, I like 
learning about air disasters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I find them very interesting. I think they're a a very good framework on which to hang general commentary about uh, uh, risk management and uh, the human error that leads to tragedy. And uh, I won't start on that right now. But anyway, it seems like a good, uh, very, very prolific podcast about air air disasters. So, yeah. Amazing. And that's that's all I've got. Uh, also, shout out just on radio stuff. I can't remember if I've already mentioned this in the podcast, but Andrew O'Neill did a very funny, I think like five episode Radio 4 sitcom called Damned Andrew that you can still get on BBC Sounds. Hmm. Uh, so I recommend that. It's very funny. Oh, and Desert Island Desk World is back. The new series, Yay! series yes. that started. So. Welcome back, Al. Hi, Al. If you're listening. <sighs> cool. Well, speaking of podcasts, we have one that has been on holiday. Yes. But we'll be coming back properly to everyone's ears very soon. I'm going to read, check. Got to read a whole book now. <laughs> yeah, but spread over three weeks. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we will be back in your ears on the 5th of September. Remember, remember. The 5th of September. Because that's when the podcast of- comes out. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Thief of Time. <laughs> Obviously, I feel like I shouldn't need to say this, but that will be part one of Thief of Time. Yes, we won't. We're not oh, going to we, do it. If we were going to be complete twats about it, we, we could, could like, do the start middle, in the middle and then... to go with the time travel sit, but we won't do that. No, no, no I'm going to struggle. We'll be hurting us as much as we were hurting you. <laughs> and I'm going to struggle with the time travel anyway. All right, you've got me here. You've got me here. I like I like a bit of time travel. <laughs> I like a bit of time travel. doesn't mean I well, understand last it. last time we talked about it. <laughs> I am the wind, do not presume to know me. Sorry, so, (laughs) part one. uh, Yeah. Part one begins at the beginning of the book and continues chronologically within the book to page... (laughs) We're not going to do, like, ten pages from part one and then, like, three pages from part two. (sighs) No, no, we're going to go in a straightish line all the way to page 153 in the Corgi paperback. Part one ends with the line... This was a timeless moment of perfect balance. Yeah. Tick. This was a timeless moment of perfect balance. Thank you. And I will uh, tweet a picture of that before next Monday, maybe. Who knows? You've got the book with you now. Take a picture of it. All right, yeah. Let me outro the podcast (laughs) first. (laughs) Now I'm going to watch you. (laughs) So that's us for now. We'll be back on September the 5th. Very much looking forward to talking about this. I think I'm gonna. I am going to enjoy. I have enjoyed this book a lot more than in the past. I'm looking forward to talking about it. In the meantime, dear listener, you can follow us on Instagram at the True Shall Make You Fret, on Twitter at Make You Fret Pod, on Facebook at the True Shall Make You Fret. Join our subreddit community r slash ttsmyf. Email us your thoughts, queries, castle snacks, and albatrosses, the trees shall make ye fretpod at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us financially, go to patreon.com forward slash the trees shall make ye fret. You can exchange your hard-earned pennies for all sorts of bonus nonsense, including the latest rabbit hole episode, Francine. What we just recorded, which was uh, part two of the history of the press, which talked talked about the, the, the role of the press in the British Civil War, amongst other things. Yes, it's a good episode. I was there. During the Civil War. Goodness me, you look great. <laughs> Thank you. It's Clinique, darling. It's Clinique. <laughs> this podcast does not specifically endorse any brand of moisturiser, unless they send us free shit. 
That would be um, just the weirdest sponsor to land. <laughs> Patricia, make you fret sponsored by Estee Lauder. <laughs> Why not? Um, and until September the 5th, dear listener, don't let us detain you. Cool. Right. Good. I will see you tomorrow. And I won't sprain my ankle this time. All right. Cool. See you tomorrow. Love, love. Love, love. Bye. Bye.